Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Hello, folks. Hope everyone's doing well out there. As this weather continues to change and change, so spring is springing in its own way these days. Today I'd like to talk about um, the process of learning to read. No, I'm not talking about reading words in a book. I'm talking about reading life. Reading life, the universe, nature, God, but how we absorb information, guidance, and direction from our experiences. Life is always speaking to each of us, continually attempting to get our attention and tutor us. In many ways, life is simply a school and we're all down here to learn. Matter of fact, my theory is if you don't have anything to learn, we'll know because you'll spontaneously combust. As for the rest of us, we all have something to learn if we're here. And we learn best when we pay attention and when we submit, when we exercise our will to be consistent with the messages, the lessons, direction that we get from life. So this supposes that everything in life is ordered. The universe is ordered and everything is connected. Everything means something. There is no such thing as accidents. There is no such thing as that which is inconsequential. Everything has significance. Everything has significance. Having worked in the criminal justice system, so often I would hear folks say, oh, if I had only listened, I wouldn't have gone down there or I wouldn't have participated in that, whatever. We all get messages before we participate in many of the things we do before we get started. Sometimes clearly, sometimes not so clearly, but the messages always come. If we're attentive and if we know how to read, then we can make adjustments. Yet many of us go at life as if life is random, as if life has no order as if life 
has no real significance beyond the accumulation of wealth and, and power. So life is always trying to get our attention, help us to focus, help us to understand what are priorities, what's necessary and what's not. And in the process, sharpen our uh, ability to discriminate, to make decisions, and strengthen our willpower. Strengthen our willpower by being consistent with the messages that we get. Because what seems to happen, if life whispers something to us, and she will do that at times, she'll whisper, say, Hank, don't go down there. Don't do that. And if Hank doesn't listen, then the message will come back a little stronger. And if Hank still doesn't listen, it'll come back stronger. And it'll get stronger until it may even take Hank out. Because the message will continue to come until it's received and acted upon. Now, how do we recognize these messages? How do we receive them? We have to learn to focus within because we, we have to read them from the inside out through our intuition, our self-reflection, through our uh, stillness the messages are interpreted. And when we, once we interpret them, then it's a matter of activating our will to do what is necessary. And that usually requires us to give up something. So we have to be somewhat disciplined. And when we strengthen our will by doing what we say we're going to do, we can become more disciplined and more um, activated and consistent in what we do. So what does it take to do this reading? Well, one, it requires openness. If our minds are already made up, then our minds are already made up. <laughs> And there's little that can come in to influence how we think and how we perceive things. So it requires openness. And openness requires some courage, some faith, some curiosity. It requires a willingness to see things that may be uncomfortable, maybe undesired may be unfamiliar. It requires a uh, ability to take things as they are rather than the way we want them to be. We must say, my will or thy will. So in order to really read life, we have to be available, to be open to process our values, our focus, our intention, and see 
what kinds of experience uh, is being called as a result of that. So we have to be willing to check ourselves. We have to be willing to assess and reassess what we're doing, how we're doing, and why we're doing. But when we get stuck in the way we, we're doing things, we stop reading, we stop attending to life, submitting to what we're given, and we try to do it our way. And again, we are part of a larger universe, connected to all that is. It is not, it's like gravity. It's not required that we believe in the process. It just is. We are part of a larger system, a larger body, if you will. And when we respond as such, when we attend as such, when we live in that awareness, then we are more receptive to the messages that life has given us. Now, it's, sometimes it's not real clear. And so I, I'm not clear about what I should do next or how I should do something in certain situations. What does that mean? That means it's time to really be still and really focus. Give it some attention. But if I'm just continuing to run and do whatever things I've been doing and stay overstimulated and over-entertained, then that's not going to get it. But it would say, be still and know. So what I'm recommending that each one of us have a process of be, being still and knowing. We're past the time when we can live laissez-faire lives and be okay. That's to say that we do better when we're intentional, when we have a regular process of being still, of, of communicating with the universe, uh, of listening to her um, direction, of, of responding. So if that's no more than five uh, 10 minutes a, a day. What I'm recommending is that we do that. We make that a part of our regular routine. Tuning in to the universe to get as clear as we can about what's going on. And that doesn't mean we're going to get it right all the time, but we will build our capacity we will increase our sensitivity and our skills in the process, and we'll get better at it. Mm -hmm. Life is changing very quickly these days, and you can't depend on the news and the media to really give you accurate uh, understandings. I mean, it will you know, give you the understanding that those who are in charge of those things want you to have, but I'm talking about the larger universe that includes all this that is, ever has been, and ever will be. Mm -hmm. And how it all fits together beyond what's trendy, beyond what's popular. Mm -hmm. But attending to that which is uh, transitory, 
and that which is more permanent. When we tap into that permanent, develop a communication with it and attend to it, then we are more likely to get clear uh, guidance and direction. Okay. Hope that's fairly clear. <laughs> what you got on that, Daryl? What I have is, um, I think it's more of a question this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you started to say towards the end is exactly what I was thinking. And I'm like, okay, he's about to answer my question, <laughs> partly at least answer my question. And it was really about being still. Um, because as we are receiving these lessons from our lives, these lessons at times are tough, you yeah. know? So if I if I lose my job and I have rent due on the first and don't know where the next check is coming from, it might be hard in that moment to work out what life is trying to teach me mm-hmm. because I'm too um, inundated or ingrained with the current reality that I'm facing. Mm-hmm. So I guess with that, you know, do you have any suggestions or any um, visual or picture as to what being still looks like where the when the immediate stress of everyday life seems to be consuming us. Yeah. So I think we've talked about before the difference between reacting and responding. Mm-hmm. Um, reacting is we're on automatic, it's usually fear-based, fight, flight, or freeze, and we're doing something automatically because we're feeling threatened. Responding is we take a little time, get out of that part of the brain, the amygdala, and get to more of the, the prefrontal cortex where, where there's executive functioning and we make the best decision that we can. One of the main things that can help us to do that most quickly and most effectively is breathing. <laughs> breathing. And when I say breathing, we say, oh, we breathe out. You know, I'm talking about deep breathing when you take a, a full breath and allow that that uh, that uh, oxygen and that life force that you breathe in to, to saturate and to feed and nurture your whole body, including your brain cells, your heart, and like that, so you can settle. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a process you don't you don't have to believe in. Just try it and see what the experience is. Just take some deep breaths and see if it doesn't help you to settle, you know? Um, I mean, as an athlete, you watch tennis players before they serve, you know, take a deep breath. Watch watch um, basketball players when he comes to the line to, to, to do, to do a, a free throw. It takes, it takes a deep breath. I mean, all, most athletes, before they uh, go into the intense part of what they do, they take some, some some deep breaths because that again regenerates and refreshes our our whole capacity, including our decision making. So, so be still. It may start with that, but then what ultimately it's about it's about slowing the mind down because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, the mind can think of things very rapidly, only one thing at a time, but it can think of so many different things, and we're all so overstimulated. That's why so many of us have difficulty sleeping, 
because, you know, <laughs> the, the, the mind hasn't turned off. So it, the process is learning, teaching the mind how to turn off, you know. And again, anything you practice, you become better at. So it can be as simple as, let's take some deep breaths. And when we breathe, instead of just breathing through the, in the chest, we want to breathe through the whole diaphragm. You know, you, you know, we got this thing about we don't want big stomachs. Well, you, you, you do want a big stomach when you're breathing. You know, you want to make your stomach big and your rib section and bring it all the way up to your chest. And then you hold it for a second. And then you can breathe out the same way. Stomach first, midsection, chest. You can breathe in, stomach, ribs, chest. Breathe out, stomach, ribs, chest. And you continue to do that process and it will slow your mind down. Again, it's automatic. It will slow your mind down, help you to, to be more calm, to be more relaxed so, so you can focus. Another step is to focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. So much of our focus mentally is fear-based. It's what we're trying to avoid, get away from. In your case, you said, um, I'm losing my job and I'm losing my house and whatever. And, and you know, and that creates anxiety, fear. Hmm. We get so much of that from popular me media and from our society that anxiety is off the charts, you know, um, that people are really being saturated with fear and responding accordingly. Mm -hmm. So um, when we begin to breathe, instead of focusing on what we don't have, another good thing to do is focus on what we do have. And <laughs> say, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to live at tomorrow. So, oh, you have some place to live tonight, you know? Um, yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to have money next week. You you got money right now? Hmm? Uh, um, there's always something to be grateful for. Gratitude is the attitude that maximizes brain functioning. So when we can look at what we do have, and feel good about that. That helps to calm us down. And whatever we focus on, we tend to draw more of that toward us. So if I'm focusing on what I don't want and who I don't like and the things that scare me, then I help to feed that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm focusing on what um, works for me, what uh, I, I, I value, what I enjoy, even what I aspire to, then I'm helping to create that. But again, it requires some discipline because if I'm just doing it laissez-faire with all the stimulus that's coming to most of us, if we're not attending to it intentionally, it's going to be very easy to fall into 
those negative cycles in our unconscious thought, if not in our conscious thought. So the more conscious we can be about it, more deliberate. So when I get up in the morning, I take some deep breaths and I make some affirmations, you know, that uh, I am confident, I am enough, I am love, I'm light. Whatever you value, go for it. Mm -hmm. And the more you tell yourself that, the more you become that. Because if you're not intentionally telling yourself positive, you can bet that you're probably telling yourself negative. Mm -hmm. So, does that? Yeah, it, it answers my question. And I, I find everything that you're saying on this topic to be very, very true and relevant, as I always do. But um, I had a, um, a situation earlier this week, and I won't be long-winded about it. But what I'll say is, I know that often when we speak like this, because life is very real, mm -hmm. people can look at it as being very flowery and pie in the sky, and it doesn't seem realistic to them. Mm -hmm. But when you actually apply these things in everyday life, you really do feel the benefit of it. I had a situation this week where um, something occurred and I had every reason um, to be fearful, to be upset that it happened. Mm -hmm. And I made a very conscious decision to not focus on that, mm. to not um, focus on the the fear element, to not focus on being over upset over something that had already happened what I focus myself on is coming to a place of acceptance and contentment. What I told myself is that regardless, however the situation goes, I have to put myself in the place where I can find some contentment in it because yes. it is completely, as all things are, it's completely beyond my control. We're here now. So how do I allow myself to be okay with what this is? And figure out what we're going to do going forward, what we're going to do next. I can't focus on what the past could have been, should have been, whatever. I can't focus on being upset that it's already happened. Although I do allow myself to feel when I do feel, I just made a conscious decision to frame it in a way of I am motivating myself to work on accepting this and finding contentment regardless of how this goes, because it's completely beyond my control and that is really different for me because I am a reactor <laughs> or I can be a reactor where mm -hmm. I allow myself to feel what I feel in the moment um, but I allow myself to be still and I allow myself to reframe and I allow myself to say okay what is what does this mean you know mm -hmm. what what mm -hmm. am I what what am, what lesson am I receiving from mm -hmm. this what what you know how is this going to impact things whatever the case may be but i did have to take time to still myself and manage that um in order to allow myself to remain in the most healthy place gotcha a lot of times for many of us it's not about allowing ourselves to be still it's about making ourselves be still mm -hmm. because we again when we get on automatic we get just hyped and we start going the other thing that came up as she was speaking is um, the, the issue of faith. So, so, so my story, I had something to do during the week. 
and I was uh, I planned my time and whatever, and I was I was so um, pleased that I was working on time and getting ready to get out of here that I got real casual with the last 15, 20 minutes, and next thing I know, I was running late. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's done. I'm late. I'm getting in the car and I start to go. And part of me, you know, says, you need to hurry up and da, da, da. But, you know, hey, it's, everybody else is out there, you know, running too. So I had to say, no, this, it is what it is. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> so I did. And when I got there to where I was going, I was about later than I had wanted to be. But I was earlier than anybody else, you know. <laughs> so... So it's like trusting, or usually what accepting that it's going to be what it needs to be. Yes. Maybe not what I want it to be, expected yes. to be, you know, but it's going to be what it needs to be. All we're responsible to do is do the best we can, and then let's let the rest go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that uh, took me back to when we're processing all of these things is we have to process our emotions. When we're trying to, as you say, learn the lessons, be in touch with the meaning, we have to process our emotions. So it may be as simple as saying, you know, I'm upset. Another question, so what's that about? You know, or I'm anxious, what's that about? You know, it's like unpacking that. Say, 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 what's the message, what's the lesson that I'm getting from this? What is the feeling and what's the message that I'm getting from it? That will usually inform us and help us to settle down, to, to settle down. We become more anxious and more hyped when we start experiencing emotions and we keep running from them. What's the old Bob Marley tune? You're running and you're running and you're running away, but you can't run away from yourself. And we, we try all the time. We try all the time. But when we sit still and just say, let me be present with the universe, attempt to receive this message, accept this message, then I'm going to do better with it than if I just keep running from it because it's going, it can outrun me, <laughs> it can outlast me, and it has um, more power than me. Yeah, so. So at, at some level, it's about learning to be still, to be uh, intentional, to attend, and accept the direction, the guidance, the lessons, from the universe so that we can be uh, um, an effective part of the unfolding of life as opposed to um, trying to swim uh, against the tide. It's less stress, less anxiety, more productivity when we're flowing with the tide. So we have to read which way the tide is flowing. So, so your assignment, your assignment is just to um, monitor your thoughts, mm -hmm. 
and to attempt to read what is happening in your life, the messages that are coming, and make some adjustments. And try to do it as consciously as possible for at least um, three issues this week. They can be large or small. It, can be, it could be about what you want to eat for lunch or where you want to live. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think in the universe, I'm, I'm not sure that um, the universe has the same value we have on uh, uh, size and quantity and stuff. Like, uh, I get impressed a lot of times the universe is more about quality. So if you can just focus on some decisions and listen to the universe and respond and see where that takes you. Mm -hmm. See where that takes you. You know, I mean, Daryl made the comment, people see this a lot of different ways. Don't take our word for it. Do your own experiment. One of my teachers used to say, believe what you experience. Be your own scientist. Be your own scientist. It's your life. You be the scientist. You collect the data and make the decisions. Blessings to you all. Take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.